Thank you for listening to Rock Your Wedding Biz. This is episode 10. We made it to double digits, y'all. Today's episode is all about how wedding professionals can earn passive income in their business. Thanks for joining us today. Welcome to the Rock Your Wedding Biz podcast with your hosts, wedding planner and educator Renee Dallow and blogger and social media strategist Mindy Marzek. Listen in as they bring you the best, brightest, and most honest industry advice on the internet. Their mission is to help you wedding rock star work smarter, not harder. Hope you're ready because it's time to rock your wedding biz. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Rock Your Wedding Biz podcast. This is Mindy Marzek, and I'm joined as always with Renee Dallow. Hello, Renee. How are you doing? I'm very caffeinated. <laughs> well, good, because this is a this is an interesting topic we're going to discuss today. Because we're talking about money. We're talking about money, which is always, always gives me a little bit of a, a pit in my stomach. I love um, it. Not the pit in your stomach. I love money. I, well, yes, I love money too. And that's why it makes me so nervous. Um, <laughs> but today we are going to be talking about passive income. Favorite. So passive income, if you don't know. Tell it's us about it, Mindy. Basically, it's basically how I earn my living as a blogger is passive income. Um, but basically, passive income is money that comes passively instead of actively. Uh, so it's kind of self-explanatory. But basically, it's income that you set up you set up something in your business so that you continue to get income rolling in without you really having to do much work on that thing. It's funny that you say it's like self-explanatory because I feel like in my neck of the wedding business where I'm service-based, my people are so used to trading hours for dollars that the idea of money just coming to them for something that they haven't actively done can be a real hang-up for people. So it's so interesting to hear you say like, oh, it's self-explanatory. I'm like, oh, so funny for you as a blogger to be like, duh. And for me as a wedding planner to be like, well... How does that work? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I just mean like the word itself, passive versus oh, of course, of course. active. Funny, like difference of uh, background, I guess. You know? Yeah. But I, there's definitely, I mean, passive income can be very confusing. And there, I, I had to, when I first started blogging, I had to learn a lot about it because I was watching these other bloggers and I was just like, how are they making so much money? Well, it doesn't seem like they're doing that much work. Now I learned that there's a lot of behind the scenes work to blogging that blog readers perhaps don't understand. Uh, but the whole passive income thing was very fascinating to me because I really liked the idea of I'd listen to a podcast with a blogger saying like, I earned money while I slept. Like I woke up to like five sales of my course or my product. And I was like, that sounds amazing. So it does sound amazing. It does sound amazing. So we're going to talk a little bit today about, you know, the different forms of passive income. Some of them, we're not going to go over everything in the universe, but a few different ways that wedding professionals can earn passive income. Yeah. So uh, let me just start off by asking you, Renee, before I get into like just some of the different forms or sure. uh, the, the nitty gritty of it, have you... Have have you set yourself up to earn any passive income or is there something that you wish you could do to earn passive income as a wedding planner? Sure. Okay. So, uh, so both. Um, so for, as a wedding planner exclusively, 
I have a number of affiliate programs with companies and products that I absolutely 100% believe in. Um, And I say that specifically because there are a lot of businesses targeting wedding planners for affiliate sales that I particularly don't find that my clients would find useful. Mm -hmm. So I am not going to champion something if, if it's not a fit. So I just want to say that first off. Mm-hmm. Um, I have affiliate programs with some registry companies like uh, Alchemy Fine Home and Amazon Registry and um, Zola. So and, and honestly, it's just I recommend them to my clients. They click through a link. I get a tiny, 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 tiny bit of money. The idea of the passive income for the referrals is just you know, it's about, it's about bulk. So like over time I will actually make some money. Um, Mm -hmm. and then the same thing with, um, online stationers. So I have a relationship with minted that is very beneficial for my clients because they get a discount as well as I get a tiny, tiny, tiny percentage of, uh, you know, for the referral. Mm -hmm. And I have found that the ones that are better for me are the ones that I feel really good about, you know, yeah, <laughs> that, that my clients are like, oh, thank you so much for that discount. I'm like, hap- so happy to always give my clients a discount. Um, and if I can, you know, get a little referral fee for that too, so be it. Um, yeah. So that's kind of the passive income I have set up for the wedding side of the business. Um, for the educational brand that I'm launching this year, uh, that will have more, you know, PDFs you can purchase that will have online, um, like uh, Kindle books you can buy that are very low cost and then eventually courses. So the educational arm of my business will have way more passive income uh, than the wedding planning will only because I think wedding planning is inherently a hands-on type of thing. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And I think that's why a lot of people in the wedding industry, if they're in a service-based industry, they don't think that they have any opportunity to earn passive income, like they just don't have time or they don't have the opportunity. And uh, I think that that's inherently incorrect. Uh, It's just kind of maybe takes a mind shift or it might take a little extra work to get it set up. Uh, But anybody can create something that can create passive income for themselves, no matter what line of business you're in. So um, let's start with affiliate relationships, since you mentioned that off the top. And that's the kind of the one thing as a wedding planner that you work on as far as passive income goes. So affiliate links, in case you don't know uh, what an affiliate partnership is, it's basically you partner with a company, like I'll use Minted as an example, since Renee is a Minted affiliate. And you can sign up to become an affiliate for this product, this brand, and they will give you special links. And your link, the website link will have a code in it. And the code tells Minted that someone clicked through your affiliate link and you should get credit for the sale. And usually the credit is a small percentage of whatever the person, whatever amount of money the person spends. So it's usually between like three and 10% of the sale. So it's, it's pretty small, but like Renee said, it adds up over time. So again, using Minted as an example, just to kind of really, really give a solid example of this, Renee has a special affiliate link for Minted. She will, mm-hmm. she will tell her clients, if you are interested in purchasing Minted stationery for whatever, whatever needs you have for your wedding, here is my affiliate link. And sometimes there will be special discounts, like you could ask Minted, hey, could I have a 10% discount uh, code that I can give to my clients? 
and you can say I have a 10% off discount code for you if you use my link. They use the link. They purchase about $100 worth of products. And then Renee will get you know anywhere between 3 to 10% of that sale. I can't exactly remember what Minted gives out nowadays. Um, but it'll be somewhere between 3 and 10% of that sale. So that is yeah. a perfect example of passive income. And let me just mention, since we're talking about Minted right now, uh, Minted has a specific wedding planner program that uh, they will partner with you to send you, um, you know, paper goods for styled shoots. They'll send you samples. And so it's really worth it to me to be an affiliate with them. I feel like we have a relationship. It's not just like, you know, me throwing my link everywhere and being like, go buy from them. Like we actually, like I have a rep that I can talk to. So it's a, it's very, it's a personal, more of a personal relationship, but it's still um, like Mindy said, it, it is a discount code for my clients always. And it's a really a, just a passive way for me to make a little bit more here and there. Yeah. So, and we're using Minted as an example, which I'm sure makes all of our stationers very frustrated. <laughs> frustrated. Sorry, stationers. We love you stationers, but not everybody can afford or wants the uh, big fancy invitation suite. Yeah. Sometimes they're Not fine. everyone can afford custom. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but there are many different companies. Like, for example, I'm an affiliate for uh, Minted. I'm an affiliate for David's Bridal. Uh, I'm an affiliate for Amazon and their uh, wedding registry. Uh, I think I get like $3 or $5 every time someone sets up an Amazon wedding registry using my link. Mm -hmm. So uh, there are there are many different things that you can look at, many different products, many different services that you could sign up to become an affiliate for that company and share your links. Um, one thing I just want to touch on really quick uh, before we go any further with affiliate links is that when you share an affiliate link, whether it is on a website or on a Facebook page, or in a Facebook group, or one-on-one, -on -one, you do have to disclose that you're sharing an affiliate link and that make it clear that you're getting some kind of commission or you're earning some kind of money. Um, that is the Federal Trade Commission requirement. So just make sure that you're disclosing whenever you share your affiliate link. Love it. And you won't get in trouble. <laughs> so affiliate, yeah, so affiliate links is like number one on my list for ways that people can earn passive income. Uh, the other the other things I have written down are all things that Renee touched on. So you can create either a physical or a digital product. And uh, that could be an ebook. It could be a PDF. It could be a, like some type of physical product that gets mailed out to people. Uh, so these are things that you create once and then they live on your website forever. For example, Renee mentioned like PDFs that people can buy for a couple dollars. Uh, maybe it's a timeline of, of how to uh, sort out your wedding day, or maybe it's a PDF on teaching someone how to make their own bouquet. Uh, and you can sell those for a couple dollars each and they just live on your website. You created that PDF once, it lives on your website, and then people can just buy it whenever. So that's a different form of passive income as well. So another way that you can earn passive income is by creating something a little bit bigger, like an actual course, or maybe doing an in-person workshop or something where you can teach somebody how to do something. So for example, if you're a wedding photographer and you've been a wet wedding photographer for five or 10 years, you obviously have a lot of knowledge and you could teach someone who is 
just starting off with their photography business or is one year into their photography business. So you can create an online course or you can host an in-person workshop and you can teach people basically how to be a photographer. So I feel like that's kind of like the top level passive income. And those definitely take a lot of work, but you can charge a premium for it. Now, I'm a big fan of online courses because you do it once and then it lives on your website and people can buy it whenever they want to. With a workshop, it's a little bit more involved. Obviously, you have to be there in person. But once you create that workshop, maybe you can do it twice a year and you don't have to really change anything. You just sell the tickets for the workshop show up, do your thing, collect the money, go home. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I will say too, though, um, like I'm hearing you talk about it uh, and I'm in my head, you know, remembering myself in year one and year two thinking like, well, I can't teach anything, anyone, anything. And I love that you said that's kind of like the highest level of passive income. Like I would recommend my own personal advice would be don't try to start a course on something super high level if you're in years like one to five. Mm-hmm. I would say like years one to five is about taking classes, not necessarily teaching classes, unless you have a very specific niche that's not being addressed in, in other coursework. Um, yeah. Like I know there's a photographer and I can't remember who it is. And I'll look it up that literally has an online class for posing same sex couples. Oh, it's like so specific. Yeah, that is very specific. But that's something that people who are just getting into the photography business, or maybe their geographic location um, doesn't do a lot of gay weddings, or they, they, it was, you know, just legalized across the country a couple years ago. So that's something that's super specific that someone could teach a whole bunch of people how to do. I love that example. I love that. I love that it exists. I'm like, yes, more of that, please. Also, Um, Also, when you were talking about like other things you can sell, like little PDFs, I forgot to mention that like one of the things that I'm gearing up to put out there in the world as a a tiny bundle is like all of my canned email responses, which has taken me like five years to perfect. Um, But I think that's that's something that in years one through four, I would have been like, please give it to me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So you have to kind of think about like the little things, too. It doesn't have to be this enormous overarching, like, let me teach you how to be a wedding planner. Like it can be something so specific that helps a specific pain point too. Yeah. And that's a great segue into trying to give you some advice on how to figure out what you can set up as passive income. What can you sell? What type of product, what type of um, affiliate companies you should be associated with, or how could you do a course or a workshop? So we're just going to go through a couple things that you might want to brainstorm before you get started on creating anything. Because obviously what we want to do, and we'll talk about this more in depth a little later, but you don't want to create something that there's no need for it, or there's no market for it. And then you've just wasted. We've all been there. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You've just wasted your time. And yeah. So, um, so first of all, here's a few questions that you should be asking yourself before you, as you figure out what you might want to create to sell. So first of all, what do you do? What is your profession? So think of the industry that you're in, think of your specific profession, and then, you know, write down a few things that perhaps are skills that you and you alone possess based on your industry and your profession. So obviously, a a wedding planner or an event planner is going to have a very different list of skills, and maybe like a target audience than a stationer would. Agree. Can I interject one one thing? Please. 
I think also look at your background. Like what did you do before you had this profession that you're currently in? So like for me right now, I'm a wedding planner. Before this, I was in professional theater. So there are things that I bring to my wedding planning business or to my skill set as a wedding planner that are specifically because I used to produce professional theater. And people who haven't might not have that same skill set. So you kind of have to drill it down to like all the things that you, you as a human being are excellent at and figure out what makes you different. Yeah. Think about what makes you different. Think about your current job. Think about your past jobs. And then that brings us to the next point, which is what are you passionate about? So it could be something that relates to your business or it could be something completely different. For example, I'm very passionate about the Disney brand. I love Disney. I love going to Disneyland. I love Disney weddings. So that is that would go on my passion list, even if it's not related to my job as a social media consultant. So make, I love that. yeah, make a list of the things that relate to your actual job, make a list of the things that you are passionate about. And then the next column should be, what are your skills? What are your special skills? What are your talents? What are the things that people come to you for like you might be a wedding planner in a sea of wedding planners but you have some kind of special skill that makes you unique for example renee just talked about her theater background so that is definitely something that not all wedding planners have so that's definitely something she could put in the special skills column um maybe you um have a background in like for example i worked at, in a cubicle for 10 years. So maybe I can relate to people who are currently working in a cubicle and want to get out. You know, maybe you are, <laughs> maybe you are a gymnast. Maybe you took gymnastics <laughs> for years. Maybe you were a cheerleader or, uh, you know, on a dance team or something in high school or college. And that, I mean, that's a special skill. I don't quite know how you, you're going to relate that to your job quite yet, but it's something to write down. So hopefully you're getting the idea. I think if you're a gymnast, you could relate that under the umbrella of discipline. Sure. Yes. That's what I ha- That's how I'd connect them. Also, I want to go back to what you said about what you're passionate about for a second. Yeah. Because it made me think about something that Marie Forleo always says is that it's okay to be a multi-passionate entrepreneur. And if you look at Marie Forleo as an example, because, you know, I love her, um, you know, Marie's, Marie wrote a self-help book called How to Get Everything You Want. She has a course called The Copy Cure, which is about copywriting. And she has a B school where she teaches online marketing. So like, if you look at those three things on paper, they don't go together really. Mm-hmm. I think that like either you're a self-help writer or you're a copywriter or you're an online marketer, but she's doing all those things really well. And so like you said, like you don't know how Disneyland relates to social media, but you kind of don't have to know how it all connects right now. Yeah. We're just making lists right it now. It could be revealed to you at some other point, or it just all goes under the umbrella of Mindy, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like this is my unique personality. So how can I how can I tie all these things together to create that perfect product that somebody needs? Right. And don't edit yourself at this point. Just like get it get it out of yes, on paper. Just list everything that you can think of. Um also like under the special skills column and I I may have touched on this already, but I may have not mentioned it, but think about the things that you feel like you excel at in your business. So yeah. there, again, there might be things that someone, ha- you know, always comes to you and says, you're so good at this, or you're so good at that. Um, and it's just one aspect of your job, but it's something that you're known for, for being really, really good at. So that would, that would count as one of your special skills. Love it. 
the uh, fourth column, the fourth and final column, don't worry. The fourth thing to, <laughs> to think about is who are you going to sell this item or this product to? So who is your target market? Are you selling to other business owners? Uh, so business to business. Are you selling to a client? So business to client um, or business to consumer, sorry. Like, just think about who do you want to sell this product to? Uh, most, I feel like most of the, most affiliate links are going to go towards a consumer. So you're going to share affiliate links with a client. Um, perhaps a digital product like an ebook or a PDF might go to uh, the client, or you could be writing it for other business owners. And then I think a course or a workshop would definitely be business to business. So yes. just think about who do you want to sell to? So for example, I have an online course that is uh, basically how to plan a wedding from start to finish. I call it practically perfect wedding planning. And it is geared towards brides and grooms who are, have, are just engaged and they're overwhelmed and they don't know where to start. So I have a course that kind of like teaches them how to plan out their wedding what they need to do first, what they need to do next, what they can hold off on. Uh, and you'll be very happy to hear, Renee, that I do suggest that everyone hires a wedding planner. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> um, but I do. So that's that's a course for uh, basically my, the consumer. It's a business to consumer course. I also have another course that I do once a year, uh, Step Up Your Social Media, which is a strategy goal setting course that I do at the top of every year. And that is business to business. So you can have different products for different people, but just make a list of who you would want to sell to. And then once you have your four columns, you can take a look at everything and see how you can tie some of these things together. Agreed. I also think I want to... I want to do a callback to an earlier episode that we talked about um, how to figure out who's already following you on social, which might also help you figure out your target market. Like who was already, who do you already have the audience of? Who do you already have the ear of? Yeah. And so um, I want to just give a shout out for four F O H R.co, uh, which will literally break down your social media following into like categories. And then you can figure out if you're followed mostly by consumers or by other businesses. And then that might help you uh, make a more educated decision about who your target market should be just when you're starting out. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great way to research who uh, is already following you. And then you can figure out who you should be selling to. Um, another thing to think about is, um, and this isn't necessarily one of the four columns that I mentioned, but another thing to think about is what 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 is your skill level as far as creating something so can you create a you know creating an online course is a huge learning curve i actually bought an online course to teach me how to create an online course uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, passive income at its finest there you go yeah that person is selling a lot of courses but like could you probably most people could create a pdf um yeah. or maybe you create a page on your your website that's behind a paywall. Maybe you need to hire someone to help you create the ebook or the PDF or the course that you want to do. So keep that in mind too, um, especially if you're working out budget on creating this item and how much you want to spend up front. You might need to hire someone to help you create that digital product or physical product. True. Which is totally fine, obviously, just something to keep in mind. Like, I have no problem whipping up a PDF. That's pretty easy for me, but it might not be easy for everybody. There might be a bit of a learning curve there. So you can either 
spend time learning how to do it with our trusty friend, Google, or uh, <laughs> you have to hire someone. So just something to keep in mind. Um, if you uh, want to get started on passive income, I think that both of us would recommend looking at affiliate relationships first. Absolutely. It's so easy. So we'll put a couple resources in the show notes. Um, but there's a couple affiliate platforms I just want to mention real quick. My favorite is share a sale. My favorite too. Yeah. So share a sale. It's all one word dot com. Uh, you can sign up for an account with share a sale and then they have a bunch of different brands that work with their platform and it makes it very easy to apply to be an affiliate for those brands. I believe minted is under share a sale. And then I also with share a sale, I'm trying to think, um, I think, I think Wayfair is with share a sale and I do pretty well with Wayfair. Um, especially rent the runway is on rent the, yeah rent the runway um, there's places like Redbubble and Tee Public that sell novelty shirts and mugs and things like that so that does well for me but yeah so share a sale and then the other one that I want to mention is cj.com uh, it's commission junction although they were they just switched their name but it's cj.com and they also have a few different uh, companies. I think they have Bed Bath & Beyond. Uh, they have the Disney store, shopdisney.com. Uh, and they have a few other, uh, Hot Topic, I believe. Very nice. Uh, so uh, yeah, so uh, ShareASale and CJ.com, those are two places where you can create an account. They have to approve you, of course, approve your application. And then you can go through there and apply to specific brands. And also I would say Amazon. Yes, Amazon. Amazon, there's a few different states that that cannot do Amazon. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, I don't have a list of them in front of me. But again, we'll add it in the show notes. But just do a little research and see. I know California is fine. uh, But do a little research and just make sure that your state allows. Uh, There's certain rules with affiliate income. I'm not going to get into it. It's more complicated than I can even understand. Like I wouldn't be able to explain it very well. Um, But yeah, there's some states that just don't like affiliate marketing and uh, those states get a big thumbs down from me. That's right. And then I would say if you, if you're already doing affiliate marketing and you're like, yeah, I want to do a little bit more um, then I think like the easiest way to dip your toe in to passive income is to create, like Mindy said, PDFs and something that's like an instant download mm-hmm. at a low price point. So it's low, um, like commitment from the buyer. You know, I know I don't know about you, but like if I see something that I kind of want and it's like ten bucks, I'm like, yeah, it's ten bucks. Like I yeah. spend more than that on lunch, it's fine. Um, and so if you can package something together that is work, you know, has a lot of value, but also a low price point and is doesn't require anything from you because you've already created it and you've set up a funnel where it automatically gets sent to the client. Um, then that is another way. That's a kind of like level two of passive income. I agree. Before you throw yourself into course creation, which is like a whole other beast, which we could probably do and should do a whole other podcast episode about. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Cause I have a lot to say about all of the mistakes I've made doing my own Me courses. <laughs> Um, So the final point that I just want to mention before we wrap things up here is that make sure that you test whatever idea you do, even with affiliate brands, you're going to want to test your idea before you put a ton of work into it. And so how would they test it? 
So with affiliate links, it's pretty easy. Obviously, you sign up for a company that you think you're aligned with pretty well. You think you can promote pretty authentically and see if people, you know, want to shop through your link. Uh, So that's pretty easy. And you might, that's pretty, um, there's not a lot of commitment there. So you can be an affiliate for something or for some brand and maybe you don't make any sales, but you continue to be in their system just in case. Uh, But something where you're actually doing a lot of work on a product like a PDF or an ebook or a course, you're going to want to make sure that you test your idea before you get started. So the best way to test your idea is to ask your target market if there's something, if that's something that they would want. (laughs) Is that something that they would spend their money on? Yeah. And you can also set up a, a beta group where maybe they test, they review your PDF, they read your ebook, they go through your course. Uh, before you release it out into the world, or maybe they look over the outline for your course. Um, There's a great book called Will It Fly? It's written by Pat Flynn, who runs the Smart Passive Income website. Love Pat Flynn. He's great. Uh, He does a lot of, um, he has a podcast and a, a website where he teaches a lot about passive income online, but it's more for people who do that full time. Uh, so it's a good resource if you if you want to learn a few tricks. But for someone who works a different full time job, uh, it might be a little next level. <laughs> um, right. But his book is great. If you if you're really interested in doing a course or a workshop, I really highly, highly recommend reading Will It Fly? Because he goes through exactly how he tested all of his ideas, his course ideas, his book ideas. Uh, and it's it's very detailed and involved. So we'll put a uh, link in the show notes and maybe we'll use one of our Amazon affiliate links for his book. But we're disclosing it. So we will, dis- know. We will disclose it if we decide to do that. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you can go to the show notes and uh, there'll be a link to that and a link to everything that we discussed here today. Yeah. And I'll say just to kind of maybe sum up like passive income before I got involved in passive income, it seemed like something that was, wasn't for me or it was too hard or it was like shady and I didn't know if I could do it. And honestly, like as long as you're aligning yourselves, especially with affiliate links with brands and the people behind the brands that you can support, um, it really is like kind of a no brainer mm-hmm. course creation and all that other stuff. That's a little bit next level. But if we're talking about just dipping your toe in, um, affiliate links are the way to go and, and you shouldn't be scared of it. You know, it's just one more branch of your business. You know, I was reading uh, something the other day that said like the multimillionaires in the world have at least seven streams of income each. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Like the richest 1% of people aren't making their money from one thing. They have seven uh, on average, seven streams of income. So if this can be a tiny stream of income for you, take it. Yeah. Take it. Run with it. Yeah. I love that because especially in like the digital world where everything's changing, you never know when one income stream will dry up and you'll have to replace yeah. it with something else. So setting up some yeah. of these passive income products or even just using affiliate links, it's just a good way to um, just have a little bit of income security. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in, you know, I, I know I've talked about this with people locally, but for whatever reason this year for my service-based um, fellow business owners, it's been a very challenging year. It's been a slow year for most people, yeah. myself included. And so having this other revenue source um, can get you through those times that are a little bit lean. And if you're experiencing a little bit of a lean time, then this is a way to bolster that. And so go for it. 
just go for it. If you have any questions, of course, we're always here um, to help. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good point. And especially if you're experiencing a lean time, then uh, maybe now's the time to really research passive income and getting something set up so that when you're busier, it's already up and running and making money for you. Absolutely. Yay. Go make money. Go make money. (laughs) Make all the money. All right, guys. Well, that's our spiel on passive income. I hope it was helpful. Uh, Thank you so much, Renee, for all of your insights onto how you use passive income, because I use passive income on the regular. So for me to talk to a wedding professional on how they use it is is eye-opening for me. So thank you for sharing. It's for everyone. Passive income is for everyone. It is. So Like Renee said, reach out to us if you have any questions. Otherwise, thanks for listening. Please leave us a review on iTunes. Um, Yay, we love them. We read them and we love them. We love them. And this is actually, I'm not sure exactly what number this will be, but I think this marks our 10th episode that we've recorded together. Woo-woo! Milestones. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Bye. Thank you for listening to Rock Your Wedding Biz. This episode is sponsored by Moxie Bright Events, wedding planning for creative couples and industry education for creative event planners. Also sponsored by Joy Social, teaching smart social media strategies for awesome business owners. You can find Renee online at moxiebrightevents.com and reneedallow.com. You can find Mindy online at joysocial.net. Jump into the show notes at rockyourweddingbiz.com and don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Rock Your Wedding Biz.